0: All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Black on Black Education podcast. I mean, y'all already know what's about be said. Who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? Uh, thank you so much for having me, guys.
1: My name is Tarsha Wiggins. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, aka psychotherapist. And I am the founder of Speak Wellness, and I do something called trap therapy. And why do I do what I do? Because... It's so fun, but more importantly, because I want to abolish the stigma uh, in the black and brown communities around mental illness.
2: Mm. Got it, got it. So you I mean, <laughs> might as well jump right into it, because the first time I heard <laughs> Let's
0: this, do it. Um,
2: Trap therapy. I was like, wait, what? Like, how does it trap, trap like therapy? Like, is you know, how does that work? How does that go together? Um, and you know, our good friend, uh, Stacia from the from Sherman Phoenix out in, in Milwaukee, she yeah. she made the original introduction, and you know, she she said all kind of amazing things about you. Um, so so tell us, you know, what is trap therapy?
1: So trap therapy is a combination of going to a traditional like psychoeducation or group therapy experience. But we throw in a little sauce and a little flavor. So it's kind of like going to a club. Where you walk in, it's in places you're familiar and you're comfortable with. It's also a live DJ. We also have a uh, free food and drink just to help like bring all that ambiance to the situation. And then you get me and I've been told that I'm a pretty dynamic and engaging speaker. And we use urban hip hop music to guide us through a variety of conversations or breakthrough sessions surrounding a variety of mental health topics. No topic is off limits. We're talking about depression, suicide, trauma, bipolar disorder, uh, mood irregularities, healing, all of those topics. And it's not just necessarily focused on the mental illness aspect, but it's also about emotional wellness. I think sometimes we forget about that other realm and it can be a spectrum at times where you can go from being in a really good, healthy and safe and secure place. Life happens. It jolts you. And that may cause some emotional dysregulation in your life. But the goal is to get back to that wellness. Um, so we, we we do it like that. And we have a really good time doing it.
0: Uh, I love to hear it. And every time since we heard about you, I have been so excited to think about what it would look like to be in that space. Um, and I've been connecting so much to like how that would impact my students in a space like that. When I give them the freedom to listen to music in class, when I give them the freedom to to breathe and to just be, um, I always see a different side of them come out. And so I can't imagine what it would look like to smash those two things together. I just, I just see uh, the, the beauty in the space that you created. And so like, where was this idea of birth from? Where? where- <laughs> How do you come up with something like
1: that? so the the first part of that is I um, birthed Speak Wellness out of a moment where I was just really struggling. So I still work in corporate America um, in a role of leadership, and then in the height of the pandemic, I was raising and virtually schooling my three children at home, and I was just sitting on my front porch and on the verge of tears, just feeling completely overwhelmed. And in my moment, I'm thinking how I felt. And then I immediately thought about my cousins, my brothers, my sisters, the people that look like me, talk like me, and thinking if I'm struggling with all my education and know-how, how those other people were hurting just as well or maybe even worse. So I started Speak Wellness. And out of that, we do a variety of different things. We do corporate education, behavioral health consultations, things like that. But I was literally working out trying to encompass, uh, incorporate my own wellness uh, regimen. And I'm you know, jogging and I'm listening to my music. And I was just like, man, it'd be dope if someone like took this and just put it in therapy and just like mixed it. So I like, jog on home. I like, get in the house and I tell my husband about it. And he was like, that's dope. You should do that. And here
2: we are. Oh, man. I, 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 I mean, I love everything you had to say there, it, you know, particularly because of how true it is that so many people suffer in silence, you know, like mm-hmm. so, so many people are just um, not well in this not well world. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and you, you don't always know P- people put on a, you know, incredible face um, and, and, and they, they, uh, you, you, you just can't always tell. And then even when you do can tell, you don't know what to do. Um, and so you've actually said, you know what, um, I have uh, something that I can I can do about it. So a couple of things, like I, I wanna kind of get a gauge of like how people even find out about, you know, a trap therapy event. And then what's the impact that it ultimately has on someone, you know, once they come and they go through the process, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So the first part of your question is how do how can people how will people know or how can people find out? So my Instagram and Facebook at Speak Wellness is the handles for both of those. Um so I keep all of my information, all my content available live there. If you want inside tea, go there, you'll get all the tea. Um I try to be very intentional about um when they're happening, where they're located. Um, At this point, we we have a couple of different iterations. We'll do like youth versions where we really keep those events free and open to the public so there's no barrier in place. We have some exclusive uh, editions of that. Like we just hosted our first ladies chat therapy um, and those events um, are uh, a small fee for those. Uh, But overall, if you wanna know where it's going down, when, Instagram, Facebook will keep you in the loop about those things. Uh, The other part to your question in terms of what's the impact, you know, I'm no uh, statistician, we'll say, but for me, I measure my metrics of success in how many people have that aha moment in the sessions where you see their eyes get bright, they look up like, oh, you can see it in their face when it's connecting. And one of the parts or one of the things that makes trap therapy integral is the cultural relevance we use. I'm using examples and speaking of colloquial terms and we're using that mutual language where people just get it, like make it make sense. we're using examples of when we're talking about trauma and negative thinking and how we have um, distorted cognitions. And we're using examples of things that we are all very accustomed to or been exposed to. Like we'll have that that saying, sticks and to- stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me. Like we were really like taught that you were standing on a playground. And the reality is, it's like, no, we couldn't tell grown people they was lying back then. But the reality is, is that that's not true. And we go through and I think it's just when you can use that analogy and you can give examples that like everybody know you get that chuckle, you get that release in the room and that tension breaks. And it's like, no, but let me explain why respectfully, big mama, because, you know, big mama slap you. Right. So (laughs) it's like big mama respectfully. And then we have that conversation about. How words hurt so much more, but why is that? That's because the words that plant and what you think is what you believe and that's what you go find. And we, you know, so we incorporate those clinical aspects. For So for me, I measure success really yeah. on are people engaged? Is it yeah. helping? And every session I've done, I've had at least five people ask me, how can I get connected to a therapist? We've collected some data uh, inquiring how comfortable were you before versus leaving? How more inclined are you now to engage in, in working with a, a mental health provider, being a psychologist, therapist, psychiatrist, whatever that source is. And the data is starting to come in and showing that this is effective, people are engaging. But again, I like to you know take things, make it simple. You have a group of people in some of the hardest zip codes in Milwaukee or some of the most impoverished areas where there has been known or data has shown, well, only one in three will engage in mental health treatment, but I can pull a hundred people to come say, let's talk about mental health. Make it make sense. So <laughs> something, something's off or the recipe's not right. Um, but I, I also understand that to engage and to connect with people is not just solely based on do we have the same color of skin, right? Building rapport and engagement with people means it's more about me listening and me validating than me speaking. And it, it's just the combination of all of those things for me.
0: I, I love, do we hear an echo?
2: It's, it stopped.
0: Um, so no, I just loved all the parts of what, what you were saying there, because I know for myself, the, the idea that I can be an accomplished person and have mental health issues never felt like they can they can live co- and coexist and I think that what you're so so eloquently talking about is that people have to live their lives on a day to day basis, they have to get food on the table, they have to make sure their kids go to school, they got to do all the things that that living requires. Um, and. It, it feels like sometimes in our communities, there's this idea that there's not time for that. You don't have time for that. Um, mm-hmm. And what you are showing is that if you have time to do the various other things that you have to do, you also can create time and create joy in a mm-hmm. service, um that is dedicated to you uh, being well. And so I'm sure there are people out there that don't understand your work. I'm sure there's people out there that don't think that you Found the correct recipe um and and explain the need of the work that you're doing explain the very specific need and why this type of work is needed for community education not just education for young people you're doing community work um so just talk a little bit about that
1: absolutely so i don't have all the, a lot of data like right in, in front of me but i i got some general ideas in short our black youth didn't kill themselves they did not complete suicide that was something that like oh that's, that's not something that we we statist- statistically saw. And after the hype, though, after 2020 or maybe 2021, we are killing, youth have completed suicide at a rate four times higher than their mm-hmm. white counterparts. So it's like, well, why are we doing it? Is there a need? Absolutely. It's the need, like what's going on? What has shifted, right? I think other things that when we just talk about the need and what, how is it, where's the why? Like, why do we need this? We've been hurt. We're people that come from so much trauma and this generational trauma and genetic trauma that these things just don't go away. They just, the more you layer stuff on them, it's literally in your genes. Right? So when we talk about trauma and we talk about mental health, these things just don't fix themselves. We just keep pushing, we've been ingrained or in taught that, oh, you just need to pray, oh God's just punishing you, oh, you just need to, you know, just keep working, you need to stay busy. Um, you know, we we have these other methods or things that we've done to try to occupy us, consume us, or deter us from dealing with the stuff that's right in front of us, And that's what the pandemic did the pandemic took every distraction away from us. Mm -hmm. It took all of your distractions away. All the things that were occupying you, consuming you, distracting you, all of those things got stripped away. So you were left to deal with you. Your anxiety, your insecurities, any mood irregularities, all of that just brought those things right to the forefront. Then you just lay stress on top of that and it just bubbled everything that was going on in there up. So I think when we talk Mm -hmm. about where's the need? How do you see it? It's been made very evident that it was always an issue or concern there, particularly in the black and brown community. We just had all these other distractions or we had these other teachings or methods that we live by that said, no, you can't do that. No, you're too busy to be tired. What do you mean you're tired? I literally remember, um, being at the gym and I was sitting in the sauna area and there were some much older ladies And we know in our culture, you don't jump in grown folks conversation, right? Um, but these older ladies, uh, the, I would say maybe the mothers of the church, they were very, uh, seasoned in age, we'll say they were, they were talking and they were just sharing that. One of the ladies shared that her granddaughter was in, um, she called it a retreat. Um, and she's like, yeah, you know, she's in that retreat again. You know, she just need to go and, and sit down. And I told her she just need to rest and she needs to do. So it was all this conversation around and it was so much stigma and shame and guilt around it. And I'm just like, your daughter's not tired. Sounds like she might be sick. Right. There's this element of we don't tell somebody with diabetes or high cholesterol that like, oh, you know what? You just need to sleep it off. You just need to like pray your way through. You just need to get busier and structure your day and time. Like those are like valid methods to help you with those things. And it it was just just hearing that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how much harder is it to say or share when you're not feeling well, when people think of you that way, see your Mm -hmm. behaviors that way, Mm -hmm. or they use the terminology like, oh, she's just crazy. Right? Like, oh, that bothers me to my core. Like, oh, she's just crazy. I'm like, no, crazy is. Insanity is doing the same thing every day, expecting something different. So if you've been struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts, you know, you have highs and lows with your mood, but you keep doing the same thing every day, every day, every day, thinking that's going to get better. That's crazy. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. Tapping in, talking with the professional, engaging with other experts. And don't get me wrong, it does make a difference the type of quality of care you're receiving. You can go somewhere and get connected with a provider that don't see you, is not invested in your, your treatment progress, but that's with all providers, right? Mm-hmm. You can go have that experience with the optometrist or with the dentist, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that there's so many other barriers when we talk about mental health. Um, or emotional wellness where people just get get, become guarded. They don't want to be crazy. They don't want to be stigmatized. Um, They don't want to be mistreated. There's a lot that goes around when if you are someone who has a moment where you've struggled or you're in a process of your healing journey, where if you have that label, you're automatically perceived as weak someone can get over on you, mistreat you. I don't know any black man that wants to willingly say, yeah, put that label on me. Mistreated or or devalued is equivalent to death, right? So it, it just creates so many other like layers and things around it. But in short, I think that the pandemic brought all of this to everyone's forefront data, numbers are coming in where we are seeing um, youth that are completing suicide and race that they've never done before. And it's kind of like this ongoing conversation of what's going on, where's the shift, what happened. And I'm more focused on what interventions or things we can do to be responsive and preventative versus (laughs) what caused it we're here now let's fix it and let's think about how and what we need to do moving forward because everybody doesn't get what i'm doing a lot of people like oh how are you going to use that kind of music this is what people are listening to anyway right all i'm using is a platform or a media as um, a a form of media that allows people to engage Mm -hmm. if i can help you release serotonin and dopamine and let that guard down and then come in there and have you snot crying in about 25 minutes about the childhood <laughs> trauma you had, but more right. importantly, have you in a place where you're recognizing it and you actually are engaging in a conversation where it's like, I didn't realize the way I was raised or the things that I did or was done to me as a child is affecting the way I parent my children. Mm-hmm. I gotta stop that.
2: Right. When you mm-hmm. can hear
1: people say stuff like that, Come on right. that's the change that's the shift
2: yeah i mean you said you said so much there and and so much of it was you know was amazing and things that i've, I've thought about and, and there's a particular piece i want to i want to chew on a little bit because you talked about you know what the um with the older folks in the community you know and, and how the you other know, they brought some ideas um around this that um That usefulness has, uh, you know, perhaps you know, gone away. Maybe some of the stuff was useful when they didn't have great health care options or things to that Mm -hmm. effect. Some some of that has obviously changed. Um, But we're black on black education, so we think a lot about you know what's happening with young people and what's happening in 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 schools. Um, I don't know why. We would not be saying that with this, you know, sicknesses that we have in the, in the world and the sicknesses that we have in, in, in our communities, um, that children are little healing, you know, <laughs> people, they, 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 they just, just holding a baby, you know what I mean? Starts that mm-hmm. process of healing. And if we come up with the steps by which getting kids into actual school where the, 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 starting to give them the tools that, 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 you know, happen at that trap theory, obviously in an age appropriate way, um, all with the idea that, that they're gonna, they're gonna help solve each other's, you know, uh, social challenges. We, we, we're not, as the adults, always gonna be the people to come and tell them how to do it. We're gonna watch them work with each other and mm-hmm. solve their own challenges. And that's when they're five, six, seven. But when they're 13, 14, we're gonna put them in a position to start talking to some grown people, even without the wisdom, you know, that. That, that they necessarily need but bringing certain little points here well hey mom why don't you think about this like just something that gives the this intergenerational aha moment where the people mm-hmm. who are, are older than them start to say i can't really argue with that so you so you get an aha moment in the community and then you mm-hmm. continue to build at 15 16 17 we have tools and pathways where Somebody who is a social worker—it's a professional career that you can get out of high school, or perhaps you have to go to some some um, you know post-secondary type education. But but you've been groomed for it your whole life for how to how to live well as yourself as an individual, how to live with your friend circle and interact, and now getting out of school and having tools where you can go into your community and work with ten people or fifteen people, and your job mm-hmm. is to work. with substance abuse issues or their mental health and 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 like that's what you do all day and you get compensated in a way that is again the professional that you deserve so um mm-hmm. that's something you've ever given thought to like well, like like making schools much more responsible um for creating the the, the <laughs> solutions that we have <laughs>
1: I haven't given much thought to that. I think I my interaction and my focus with schools has really been about like how do we plant these seeds? How do we get this information and, and the the knowledge to our young people? Um and I think a part of that, but that's a that's that's that next level, like why not? You know what I mean? Like why not? Like why why, why isn't that curriculum or those opportunities not available? Like, so I hadn't thought about that. That's a great idea. Don't, don't have me working on something on the side oh, now.
2: Listen, let's do it together. You know, let's let's. Yeah, do it that sounds great. I mean, I,
1: when I think about it, when I think about school in a traditional sense is really about training and that preparedness for life. And, you know, first you need these skills and some things I'm just like, I'm never going to use this again. Um, but it'd be great to see more components in, of, real life applicable skill sets being available. Um, My work thus far with schools has really been, particularly when you mentioned the little littles, is about that like emotional awareness, that emotional IQ. I just think it's something that's just being lost. in parent to child or community to child, like do we, Talk about emotions? Do we understand the ramifications of our behaviors and our actions on other people? I think a lot of this is just desensitization. You do so much stuff online in your engagement. So you can like really go ham on that person on the game system. You turn the game off, you don't see what they the results. Right. You don't see that other part, that behavior that's, you know, sullen, the, the sadness, the anger. Like you don't see those other mm-hmm. things necessarily. And I think that that's just, further feeds into that type of behavior, maybe even vice versa with parents. It's just like, you know, happy, mad, or sad. Those are the three things, three emotions that people usually identify with. And we, I do a lot of work with youth about the range of emotions and how mad or maybe frustration and how they look different and being able to identify that and just Open that spectrum of emotion, uh, emotional identification, so that everything doesn't have to be mad and everything right. doesn't have to look like this. Right.
2: Um, it's emotional acuity. It's it, it's, yeah. it's 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 adding distinctions around you know some of those core ones. And and the, the interesting thing is, I think you know Disney at least did a fantastic job of kicking it off. I think everybody should watch Inside Out. Uh, I think we should have curriculums uh, you know that relate to, to to Inside Out because I watched the movie. I was like, this is so smart because it that's kind of what's happening you know in in, inside of us and we can expand upon you know adding those you know i I don't think frustrating had frustrated had a character you know giving them their own characters and and, and utilizing that so i think that would be amazing so that could be a trap therapy extension too
1: absolutely absolutely
2: so Eva, I know you popped off for 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 a little bit. We just um you know kind of went through you've heard me talk about before about um social work and and having that become something that gets gets done in school. Um so you know Tarsha, Tasha and us, we're gonna we're gonna be working on that at the, <laughs> in the future.
0: All right, why not? I mean, I, from the first conversation that we had, I just saw the clear distinction uh, for the need of this work in schools, right? So we recognize as Black and Black Education that we have a really huge vision for what education in the Black community eventually looks like, community education being a large, larger part of the public education system. Um, but we are where we are. And so the ways that we access students, the way that we access youth, is through schools. There is a requirement by law, that they go to them. And so we know that there is a space where we can already engage them. And what are the ways that we can push uh, policymakers, administrators and schools, teachers, social workers that are working in buildings to recognize the importance of work like this? Um, We spoke in our initial conversation about Like my students, I have had situations where I put them and I sit them down and we meditate and they're sitting there and they're like, what is this? And they're laughing and they're joking. And they just, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel comfortable. But then we have other moments where like, I'm blasting whatever latest song that they're excited about. Push and Pee was like the first, was the last like song that everybody was (laughs) obsessed with, right? Yeah. Gave them the ability to put that out. It just felt like it already triggered something in them to feel more free, to feel more light, to feel more, um, connected to their more natural self because so much of school, so much of their existence as young people is conforming to, to what adults want from them. And so when you give them the opportunity to be free, trap therapy is letting them be free and connecting it to something that they so desperately need, recognizing that some of our students are dealing with extreme trauma, and we're expecting uh-huh. them to learn. And so what does it look like for them to come to school and to learn how to emotionally keep themselves well, so that they can do all of the other learning? You're not uh-huh. learning geometry if you are not well, right? And so, like, I know that there's a huge stigma in my, with my students when it comes to mental health. And I have a few students that are kind of a little bit more emotionally intelligent, and I think that that has a lot to do with, like, the increase of these conversations on TikTok and Instagram and all of these things. Yep. Um, but talk about how although it is becoming more of a conversation, there still really is a huge amount of stigma and we've talked about it throughout this conversation, Um, but how have you seen, and maybe there's like a very particular antidote with a particular person or group of people um, where the stigma was really broken down um, um, as it pertains to like getting mental health counseling and going to therapy. I
1: think that it's kind of that question is twofold. I've seen it on one side where mental health has become sex- sensational, right? It's sexy. It's like, oh, where everyone's talking about it. Oh, I'm gonna take a mental health day. So I think that there's some, there's a bulk of people where it's like, oh, I'm gonna jump on this bandwagon. I'm gonna buy in. And I think there's some people that still have that stigma, that guilt, that shame um, around it. And I think when we talk about black and brown communities, there's so much more weight in terms of you represent your family. You're not just you, that's all of us up in here. That's your cousin, to your aunties. So I feel like because we know that, that weight is so much heavier. So you have to walk so carefully, right? About what you do, when you do things, how you do things, and you don't wanna bring about that embarrassment and that shame. So I think that that's a huge layer in terms of how do we work through that? And that's one of, one of the other things about trap therapy. It's designed for the young people, but the mama, the auntie, the cousin, the granny, the big mama, somebody got to bring them. And when we get there, we're talking about those things, but I'm very much talking to the grownups and the the guardian or my person in the back of the room too, to understand that this isn't something that makes you weak. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you less of a person. We've all had moments. You have had moments where you were ready to tap out the heaviest thing in your life where you were laying in bed and couldn't sleep and eat. You didn't say anything, but you felt that too. Because you are a person and you felt that way in your life, don't you want the people you love to not to have to experience that, to tap in and get that help, to get connected? It doesn't mean you are crazy. It means you want to live and you deserve it, right? You deserve to live in a place of joy and peace, of fullness. I work with a young lady in um, partial hospitalization and we have family sessions. And one of the most groundbreaking things that she shared with me at the end of our time together is my ability to help her mother and grandmother understand what her depression was like. And the way I describe it is that everybody else is living in color. Everybody else can feel the sun on their skin, but the way her life is, is in black and white. The full spectrum of color, the warmth on your skin. I said, she doesn't feel that. And because she doesn't feel that and because we've all experienced that or we've felt joy on a certain level, because you felt that and you felt so good, the people you love, you want them to have that. And supporting them in this decision to get help or to, to connect with someone, that's what it's about. And I think that when we have those conversations and we make it relevant, and we, we talk about it from a place of sincerity, right? This is not a judgment. This is about, not you know, you're not crazy or somebody just trying to make money on you and different things like that. It's like, no, when you can connect with people in an honest place, everybody has felt something in their life that's caused emotional distress. Right, right.
2: I mean, I, I it's, I just see like, I, I'm i sure you see it even bigger than me, but I see like a big, you know, vision for, for, you know, kind of what this, um could be in in terms of it's it's the door people walk through um that, that introduces them to a whole new world. Um if they're willing just to you all they have to do is you know open the door and come into the space. Um and then there's a whole world after that. So I'm I'm curious, like is, is I know your day to day is working with people um after as well, but is there anything with trap therapy now where you know people you, where, where they open the door, they they come, they, there's there's this sense of you know, wow, I hadn't thought about these things. Those aha moments and then tools, resources that you have for them after that.
1: Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is in the works right now. I'm, I am one 100% connected and genuine with, about, with people about their wellness journey. So if I can't help you, I'm going to put you on to somebody yeah. else. I can, and I've been very big about that, so a lot of people reach out, oh, do you have, you see clients individually, do you do group work, things like that, Um, and at this point, I do not, um, just because of all the other commitments I have, but I'm dedicated to getting them connected to other Black and Brown um, therapists that can do similar work, you know, every experience is not trap therapy, and I think that's a part of it, too, where people are excited, they're motivated, and they think every therapy session will look like that, and in trap therapy, we talk about when we have those calm, intimate moments, I'm like, and this is what therapy feels like. This is what therapy can be like. No one is fixing you, solving problems. I'm listening to you, throwing some tools. I might just, I'm in the back of the bus there like, hey, when you get to the next level, you're going to have to make some decisions. Try some of your CBT skills and see what you want to do, you know, and really Guiding and empowering people to make those choices, and maybe just employ some of the skill sets that we that we've developed and worked through together. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not quite there just yet. But my goal is too. Where I was like, you know, someone was like, you like a mental health trapper, and I was like, oh, you better stop it, girl. You, you need a trap house, girl. A mental health trap house. You got movement on one floor. You got food on another floor. You got, you know, music up here, everything you do, you know, equine therapy on deck, like everything. Uh,
2: <laughs> equine therapy. Oh,
1: that's just like animal therapy, horse therapy. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So I, my, my my overall arching goal is that, you know, making a platform visible for people to tap in and then we figure out what we need to do moving forward. But in my ultimate awesome iteration is that we're going to develop something good as God given and it's going to be big and it's going to be in books and then it's, it's, it's going to be something where like you got to go through an accreditation uh to, to be yeah. able to do this to some degree. So lots of things in the work. And I'm just very excited about the opportunity to, if nothing else, engage and help people in
2: their wellness journey, yeah, as you should be, as you should be.
0: Uh, I mean, I I see the vision. I can't wait for the vision, and I will one hundred percent be in the trap house um, as <laughs> soon as it is in existence. Um, and so, I think like if anybody has listened to this conversation, I know that they are going to be wondering how they can access you, how they can access your work, how they can make sure that they um, engage with all that you have to offer, uh, because I want to engage with all you have to offer. please let people know how they can find you in your work. Awesome.
1: Absolutely. So Facebook and Instagram is at speak wellness. You guys also can connect with me and my website, www.speakwellnessbh.com. Um, I'm super responsive to, uh, social media stuff. That's just what people like to do. Um, I, it, it, sometimes it'd be a lot for me. I'm like, woo wee, we just talked. <laughs> um, but uh, those are the best ways to engage with me. Um, and I'm open and willing. We're we're excited about the summer and just our different iterations of trap therapy. Worship and therapy is on deck for us. We ain't leaving our saved and sanctified people out because they on this, you know, they too yeah. holy for Urban yeah. <laughs>
2: So
1: we gonna talk about how your church hurt in the church. Um, and how do you heal and what does trauma look like there and how we're not saying that we can't trust God for healing. I'm gonna I'm a trust him because he, he comes through for me, but he also put people on earth to help you too. And I may be that person for you. So we got that coming in the works. And then, um, we also are looking at couples additions where it's like, how, how do we have healthy relationships so that we can have healthy households and healthy little ones running around too. Um, so we just have so many things in the works, um, in terms of what's next and how can people engage or different areas where people may be uh, more or less interested in it
2: um, if you will. So, yeah. I I imagine anybody listening to this is, is interested in some way, shape, form or fashion. Um, what I, what I want you to, to, to tell them, um, or or tell us as well is, you know, what, what support do you need? Like we, we need what you, we need this. We, we, all all of the, the above. So, so we need it. What's the support that you'd require in order to put this together, um, and make it something that, that becomes a significant part of healing our community? awesome
1: i'm so glad you asked that question because you know i'd be humble i don't be wanting to ask the stuff you know i'm gonna just do what i'm supposed to do and i'm it's it's gonna show up for me um at this point i am self-funded so um i me and my my corporate job and my honey or my baby um we are uh self-funding um Speak wellness and trap therapy. So we, what we need or what, um, what's needed is sponsorships. We're looking for donations of any kind uh, $1 zero. We got what's the, the joke you got to change or the folding kind. Um, so either of those platforms will certainly reach out. We're willing to do, um, community and corporate partnerships, um, We're willing to travel. We've had some opportunities looking out in Florida and um, different states where people are saying, hey, what's this we wanna tap in and what does that look like? So ultimately we're just in that where that first year, we just hit one last month. So we're still growing and and cultivating a lot of things in our end, Um, but we are very eager to work and partner with other individuals that are like-minded and are committed to uh, the emotional wellness of the black and brown community.
2: Um, i just just love it sorry go ahead
0: no i said i just love it and i can't wait i can't wait to see where you are this time next year because i know it's going to be an incredible incredible place
2: thank you trap therapy new york weekend coming like you know we'll love it
0: we'll love it i was Mm -hmm. like oh goodness let's get it (laughs)
2: <laughs> well actually i guess we and look we could do what, trap therapy on saturday and then worship therapy on sunday like you're hey, saying hey, <laughs> we,
0: we, could, we could we could
1: flip it we <laughs> could do sunday sunday we'll start with the lord you know I'm down for all or any uh, of the above so yeah i would love to that would be awesome and i think even just bringing it to the community you know like something different um something new i think a lot of times people are just like they want to be entertained and when you can entertain and provide content and relevancy, and leave them with nuggets of real world, real life applicable skills, people are like, "Whoa!" Like I, it is. Sometimes it's so hard to describe. Like, what is trap therapy? And it's like, "Oh, it sounds dope." But when you get in the room, it's gotta be
0: there. Nothing
1: like, that. like man. What I don't know if I want a two step or if I want to <laughs> get my pen out and write down how I need to start working on me and you know. And that's exactly the feeling that we want everyone to leave with. And we literally end some session swagging and surfing.
0: Uh, uh, no, I got it. Uh, we can do it Listen, I love it. Um, so <laughs> us to our last, but certainly not least, question. We always like to flip this thing around. Um, you are the interviewer, we are the interviewees. And anything you'd like to ask us on the topic,
1: shoot away. Oh. Ah, uh, uh, so I had two things. I'm like, ooh, which one's going to be better? Uh, uh, uh. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with this one. In the work that you guys have done so far in your growth and engagement and all of that, particularly, particularly around mental health, emotional wellness, what advice do you give to others that are in this field and that's seeking to partner or to further build or, or, or just like how do they tap in and, and keep your efforts that you already got in place rolling? Mm,
0: that's such a good question. I think we have been in such a space of growth the last couple of months and, and ideating and foundation building um, that we haven't leveraged the relationships that we have as much as, that, as we know that we should. But I think that what has, has helped and the ways that we do need support, it's reach out comment on a post, message us in DMs, send an email. Like, I think that the ways that we have engaged with the community that we've created thus far was being okay with sending that cold email, deciding that like, it was okay to say, oh, hey, y'all, I know that we told you we were going to email you on this day, but burnout is real. And we didn't and being transparent about the work and how difficult the work is, and recognizing that the only way that we're going to be able to advance the work is together. And so Mm -hmm. it's saying, you support the work that we do, we support the work that you do, but we might not always be able to show up for you in the way that we'd like to. Um, And so like, let's figure out how we hold each other accountable and show up for each other Mm -hmm. to make the load feel a little lighter.
2: Right. Yeah. And I, and I would add that that um, you know a lot a lot of the engagement hasn't been direct to student, um, it's been to teacher to student. Um, so you mm-hmm. know, kicked off something called the, the the teacher action board. And in those sessions, there's been so much about, you know, teachers focusing and paying attention to their own personal wellness so that they can be available to do so for students. And so going mm-hmm. through the year, um, we're looking at having the teacher action board as well as the student action board. And within the student action board, um, as much as we can, we wanna let students guide the vision, but we're gonna drop, you know, Kind of jewels in in, in their brain yeah. about how important you know the conversation around mental health is um, to to have when mm-hmm. when they have their meetings and 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 the hope is that they start to come up. What I, I say all the time, like young people have these malleable minds. Um, They have not yet been, you know, jaded or or as jaded as a lot of adults um, are that there's a flexibility. There's an ability to unlearn Mm -hmm. um, that, that oftentimes, you know, adults don't have. So so many of these changes um, are going to occur with them and they're they're going to show us, um, you know, show us the, the way if, if only, you know, we're willing to, Take a deep breath. Say, okay, you know, sure they're younger, but I can follow them too. You know, it's it's yeah. maybe eighty percent of the time, but twenty percent of the time, I'm, I'm take a deep breath and see where they where they got us. I love it.
0: I
1: love it. Awesome. Good to know.
2: I I, I kind of want to know what that other question was now. Like you 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 you, <laughs> you, like you sound like both of them we're we're, 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 were were.
1: That was a better question. That
2: that suits <laughs> that my needs better. Awesome. I
0: love <laughs> it. I love it. Um, so y'all, it's been another episode of the Black and Black Education Podcast. We cannot thank you enough. Uh, check out Speak Wellness. Check out Um Trap Therapy. Get involved. Get engaged. And get well. Have a fantastic rest of your day, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you next week, Black and Black Education. So you guys speak well. (laughs)
2: Peace, peace, peace.